0: On today's creativity chat, I have Topaz Adises, and he is the founder of The Skin Deep, which is one of my all-time favorite YouTube channels, as well as, isn't it an agency?
1: We call ourselves like a creative studio focused on human connection in the digital age. That's like our our line.
0: If you've never heard of The Skin Deep, it's one of the coolest documentary experiences I've ever encountered, and I'm not one to use... Like superlatives just loosely i've walked away thinking i want to have better eye contact eye contact like um sidra and ben i think that was their name i'm like gosh their eye contact is incredible <laughs> and i also want to meet strangers and have deep conversations with them the and is the series there are different t- dynamics relationally that come together and ask really great questions and i'm always like oh that person needs to leave that relationship or, or this is a really healthy one, it's cool to see a mom and a daughter, dad and a child, partners and strangers interact. So thank you for being on today's Creativity Chat.
1: Thanks for inviting me in and thanks for speaking so fondly the Skin Deep. It's really nice to talk to someone who uh, has felt the impact or is like a fan of the Skin Deep. It means a lot to me, it means a lot to the team because we're so busy working. It's, we don't always see like the direct re- direct result of our work, right um other than obviously a YouTube comment Instagram comment which we do share in our slack channel just so we know there's an echo out there you know it's not like we're just working in a vacuum
0: I'm always intrigued by people that make things that I feel I just wanted to know from your perspective when did you realize if I ask better questions I'm only going to lead to better conversations
1: I mean I just think I look at my life my parents got divorced when I was four I was the oldest kid so I was kind of a uh, Responsible for my brother and I, he's younger, um, and uh, you know there was a pretty hairy divorce. They fought in front of us. They did the best they could. Uh, good, good turn with both my parents. I think I there was a lack of intimacy in in my parents' relationship, um, and so I think I've been searching for that, you know, in the relationships of my own life. And I think I just got good as a kid and growing up of just asking questions, inquisitive questions. Mm-hmm. I love to travel. You know, I was always filming and interviewing people. Uh, for documentary films and, and, and for documentary projects. I think that my personal life has led me to a place of in search of intimacy and connections. In the household I was raised in as a young person and then, you know, as a young kid and then, and then being a child of divorce and going back and forth and trying to figure out why they got divorced or trying to figure out my own connection to them. Good parents, but like anyone, there's always like an emotional block in some way, shape or form. Um, and I think that growing up in that environment led me to search for this intimacy so I would search for that in my relationships. I would search that in my friends. I'd also know that, notice that I would run away from intimacy. So I was just kind of conscious of that. I think life is the greatest storyteller, but it's also the greatest teacher. And I think that things happen in our life just like your fingerprint is unique to your finger. So are the experiences in your life unique to you? And from those experiences that happen to you in your life, comes out a gift, comes out a result, or some product, or something. I don't, don't mean product in a consumerist way. I mean product in terms of, of art or something or film or relationship, but it leaves indelible marks in your life, in your psyche, in the way you react to see things. And out of that, if you harness that, you can lay a gift to others. So, so oftentimes the pain leads to the gift. So the pain of me being as a kid, like lacking in MC has led me to have a hunger to search for it, which has led to kind of stumbling into the end. You know, what's the end? People ask, well, what's that about? What's why that title is because the relationship is not you or I, us or them. It's you and I, us and them. It's the and That's a space between It's the and that connects us. And so the and experience is to illuminate the space between, to illuminate the threads that connect us, that bind us. And hopefully By doing that and sharing it with others, we can illuminate the greater like aspects of humanity through the relationships in our lives. Um, And that all came from a place of hunger and pain and like, you know, growing up as a three, four year old, seeing your parents fight and not really feeling connected to them.
0: And I think I think some of the best pieces of work come from or what you you really needed or desired. And so it's that's really special that it did come from that place, even though I'm sure that was hard growing up, going through that.
1: Much like a mistake is not a mistake. If you learn from it, it becomes a lesson. So to the pain in your life can become a gift if you harness it as such and make it constructive. You know what I'm saying? You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm
0: saying? I understand what you're saying.
1: You know, if you look at a lot of creative people, I think a lot of creative people, uh, it does come out of a certain hunger or pain or desire or ambition. Like there's something in them that's driving them to like make something more versus just staying in the status quo.
0: I agree. I think. Even in my life, when I think back to people that I would share dreams with and they would laugh, I learned be very selective with whom you share certain dreams, but also really listen.
1: Your dream like at night dream? Like- oh,
0: no, 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 like um, dreams, hopes for the future, mm-hmm. creative dreams, things like that. I think the people who thought they were comical or not possible makes me want to encourage every single person Whatever that dream is, I want to really push that forward. I, that came from a lack in my life. Mm. I've always wanted to know, well, where's all the footage that didn't make <laughs> this? I would sit and watch the like extended edition. The conversations and the questions that are asked are insightful and bring out things that I'm not sure if people thought would be brought out to life. You are a writer. You are a director and you're into a user design. How do you see those three working together?
1: I'll get to that in one second. You know, we have a podcast at the end, right? Do you know that? You
0: guys have a podcast?
1: Yeah, believe it or not. Oh,
0: no, I didn't know.
1: So we take the end conversations and like, because there's such an intimacy in the podcast space. Okay. So oh, let's 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 like take the ant format which is a youtube series we you know release two or three videos a week on youtube but then we made us illuminated which is a podcast now and it's the conversations and hearing it on the podcast is like a whole other experience oh wow that's hearing the voice you're not seeing their faces uh-huh. so you're really picking up more of like the tonality and and, and there's it's just a different experience of the ant another way to have it so
0: i'm gonna check that out
1: but to answer about the roles i think like that's a great question and i think it does have an effect on creativity because it's like if you see yourself as a director, if you see yourself as a writer, if you see yourself as a theater designer or whatever it is, as a fine artist, by having a role, you're already defining what you're doing because you're already placing yourself in another genre or another way of being from what other people have done. So if you give yourself a new name, that gives you new permissions because it has different roles. Mm-hmm. So for instance, most of my beginning of my career, I was a film director. And so I was thinking about making movies, getting them into cinema into like Theatrical release, etc., and that you know, certain you know, director was had certain ways of expressing him or herself right. or themselves. But I had a moment when I said, you know what? I'm not. First, I was like, well, I'm a storyteller. Like that's not giving up permissions. Like a storyteller. but I was like, you know what? I'm a story breaker.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but well, what does that mean? And the way I say it is like, well, we all tell ourselves stories. We all tell ourselves stories as to who we are, what's love like, how does the world work, what's power like, what's money about, whatever. We have a story about everything, right? Mm -hmm. What this person is like, whatever, you know, you have a story about it. And then something happens. You get hit by a car, you fall in love, you get divorced, you get cancer, you heal from cancer, you read a book, you see a movie, you have an incredible conversation with Kristen, something happens in your life. And all of a sudden, The story you had breaks and you have to create a new one. Mm. So by calling myself a story breaker, all of a sudden that gave me permission to make a car game, to do interactive design, to do a, a, we even have a retreat we have called Grace doing a retreat or um, an interactive uh, kind of theatrical experience. All of a sudden, you know, film directors don't do that. They don't sell car, they make car games. They don't have, create an app. They don't create a theatrical experience, right? They make films. But a story breaker—that is something that gives me permission to do all these. All of a sudden, the, the spectrum of possibilities that lay before me are expanded, because I gave myself a different name. So I think it's very important, as creators or anybody really, is like like be conscious of the name you're giving yourself, because subconsciously it may be limiting. Ooh. So by being a story breaker, I was like, okay, that's what I do. I'm going to create experiences like give people the opportunity to create a new story. And that goes not only the things you make, but in who you be. You know, and Oprah has yeah. a great line where it's like, before you do in the world, be in the world. That's not exactly her quote, but that's something that always struck with me. Is like, everyone's so focused on doing, I wanna do this, do that. It's like, are you first being it? And a story breaker, you could be, we can be it right now. Hopefully I'm doing that in our conversation right now. Hopefully, I'm able to be that in the relationships in my life, right? To bring a new breath of air, a new perspective.
0: I think naming things is super important and i like how you just said Storybreaker and i'm going to leave this conversation and actually think about how i would name myself and see if i need a new name looking at the core values of skin d presence really stood out to me
1: uh-huh. showing up being uh-huh. present how many of us are in zombie mode mm-hmm. i've had two kind of desk jobs when i was directing for two networks and i remember spending half my time working and half my time pretending to work how much of our time are we pretending to do things to like going through the motions and what a waste of time we're already dead
0: we're all dying
1: look this is an experience and you i don't know how old you are now but like i'm 25 but you remember being five walking around riding your bike or whatever Mm -hmm. it was you remember the first time you had a romantic sense that butterflies in your feeling maybe you're 10 i don't know 12 then you remember i'm not i'm not sure but i'm just saying. If you go through your life, you remember certain moments and now you're 25 and then that memory was yesterday but that was, you were five years old. And I'm 44 now and I remember being 25 like it was yesterday which only means when I'm 85, it's gonna be like tomorrow, it's gonna be a snap. It goes fast and it only goes faster. And so at the end of the day is like, what am I leaving behind? Because the only things you can leave behind are the things you can't take with you. You can't take anything with you. So what are you leaving behind? If you look at your life backwards, you might make different decisions. You might not be as bashful, you might, um, take greater risk you might be more loving and i think presence speaks to the fact of you know every moment is once in a lifetime you'll never repeat this moment again we will never repeat this again so how much presence are you bringing to that moment that's important um, with our team members who work in, the, in in our in our in our team you know it's like it's not a zombie mode job especially cuz it's about human connection so if we're not connected in in the way we work together as team members and we're not bringing our presence to what we do, it's not gonna necessarily translate and not gonna really offer value to um, our audience. We call our audience catalyzers. We don't call them audience because it suggests audience or consumer suggests people that eat your content or audience is passive. Catalyzers, like these people bring it to life. So we call them catalyzers. Um, Again, like what are the terms you give things? So we call our audience or consumers, we call them catalyzers. And the presence is just like showing up, showing up fully. You know, showing up with your full personality, with your experience um, and not being a robot.
0: I like that a lot. How does your team practice presence pre-pandemic, during pandemic?
1: (laughs) Great question. I'm going to have to ask them that, actually, Um, because I can come up with what I think it is. But I I should we should really ask them how we practice presence. But, you know, I think what's interesting with the Zoom Zoom kind of. The COVID age right now is that uh, we're spending so much time right now engaging with people on these two dimensional screens Mm -hmm. and um, we're getting used to it. That's what's interesting. And I think, I'm not saying that like, you still don't get drained and it's annoying. I'm just saying that by virtue of us doing it for the last nine months.
0: It's a norm.
1: And I think the Skin Deep, we launched that, we're in our eighth year now. Let's explore human connection in the digital age. And by human connection, we mean the emotional experience of human life in the digital age. And this COVID situation has thrown oil on the fire and is accelerated so much. And I think our team—we've always, anytime we've done anything remotely, because um, we have been a remote c- company, um, we've always been on Zoom.
0: <laughs> you were ahead.
1: <laughs> We're—we're—we recognize the fact that if we're about exploring human connection. We have to then walk the walk. Yeah, you do. We connect it with our team members. We connect that with our part. We connect with our partners and it's about looking. What does that mean? Human connection in the business world it means value exchange. It doesn't mean transactional exchange. It's not like I'm just going to pay you. And then you do that. It's like, what's the yeah, value yeah. exchange here? Because money is fleeting. That does, that's not where the energy is at. And I think so now with the zoom, not that we're used to it. And it mental health challenges for sure. Um, within the team, within communities, we know that. But I think that we do our best of showing up in terms of recognizing, you know, what's also happening in our life. You know, did an uncle die? Did someone pass away? Is somebody sick? Um, and just giving that a moment to acknowledge that that's happening. But yet, what are, what are our focus and our goals? We, we We allow for the space to be so that people can acknowledge if they have a migraine or if they didn't sleep the night before, Or if, uh, you know, they're concerned about an uncle who might be dying of COVID. Um, We create the space for that. Of course, we still need to get things done. One way that we show up in presence is just acknowledging what is.
0: Humanity, it seems like, you know. I wanted to speak on the card game because I've played this with a lot of my friends. We have gone on a lot of walks and the ant has been in my hand. I wanted to share some of my favorite questions with you. And the two decks that I have present are... The friend edition and then the dating edition from the friend edition i really like the fact that you guys talked about finances i feel like i don't commonly discuss finances with my friends well i do with some of them but the general vast majority not so much the question what are your biggest hopes when it comes to finances i thought that's such a beautiful uh open-ended question and there have been a myriad of responses oh when was the last time you cried it it gives people the opportunity to be as surface level as that they desire to be or as deep as they want to be what's a memory from your childhood you most want to remember from the dating uh, one i really like (laughs) what advice would your parents give me regarding dating you (laughs) (laughs) what do you think i can learn from you or if your best friends were here what would they warn me about one that i've asked myself before was this one which is describe what you'd like to happen at your funeral so when i saw that in the friends edition, I got really excited.
1: <laughs> I think questions are more valuable than answers, really. I mm. think, um, especially in Western society, we're so um, focused on results and focused on getting to the solution and getting to the answer that oftentimes we are not thinking, is this a worthwhile solution to get to? If you put the attention on what's the question we're asking, then you have a better chance of getting to a more powerful, profound, deeper, more efficient, effective solution. But oftentimes we're so focused on getting to the answer, getting to the solution that we're not wondering, are we asking the right question? Right. So like a very simple example would be, um, something happens in your life, something bad pops in. So the first thought is like, why does it happen to me? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's the first question. Well, this happened because of da. Okay. Well, what if we asked a better question, better question, meaning that could offer a more uh, empowering way to handle the thing that just happened. If I say why it happened to me, I'll get one answer. But if I go, what's the lesson? Then all of a sudden I'm reframing what happened into a more empowering manner. You know, what's the gift that's coming from this? You're asking that, you're gonna come up with a different answer. And that different answer is gonna lead you in a new direction or get you further ahead. Just like we should question what are the names we give ourselves, we should also question what are the questions we're asking ourselves. We should be super cognizant of that. That's a great superpower. Mm-hmm. That you can, the great way to handle life is if you're really making sure you're focused on the questions you're asking yourself. Those who have issues with a body image, you know, and they're looking in the mirror like, "Why am I so fat?" It's like,
0: why are you asking yourself that question? Why are yeah. we asking ourselves
1: that question? Why don't we ask another question? What are the five most beautiful things about me today?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Focus on that. I'm just saying. I think the questions are very important instead of always the uh, the answer, the solution.
0: Mindsets can come from other people, but they can also just come from yourself. Oh. <laughs> Sitting in the space. To be introspective, but also to say, "Hey, this isn't a really great question to ask myself," or like telling someone, "Hey, I'm really these are the questions that I've been asking," and having someone else speak and say, "Yeah, those aren't great."
1: <laughs> I think I think I learned that going to your first question about like the roles as writer, director, interact like experience designer. When I first came into the space of the skin deep and creating. Um, experiences as a film director you're always answering questions what costume should it be where should we place the camera what's the beat change for the actor you have all these questions you're answering as you enter a new space and more experiences in the world of social media where it's more engaging you want to create things that engage with other people it's less so about having answers and it's more about having questions for my development because one of the early questions like how did i develop that and what was the changes and roles that like you know how yeah. did i come to learn that. And it's like, that's one. It's like initially I was answering questions as a film director, but then in terms of launching the Skin Deep and the experiences we were launching, I realized that my role was less about giving answers, more about asking questions.
0: It's very, like a subtle difference, but a a needed one. Yeah. You've given me a lot to think about. Thank you so much. So Topaz, thank you so much for being on today's Creativity Chat. I'm going to link the Skin Deep's website, uh, the shop, as well as the YouTube series uh, document docu-series
1: can you throw in the podcast too
0: oh yeah okay i'll throw in the podcast too in the show notes thank you friend for listening i hope you have a lovely rest of the day Bye.
1: bye